All right. Welcome to EWO. Um, fresh out of the Elimination Chamber 2023 pay-per-view. Um, I know in a couple weeks we'll finally get to WrestleMania. And even before that, I think it's actually next Saturday we got Revolution. So next week we'll have our predictions for that. But until then, um, like I said, we came out of the Elimination Chamber 2023 pay-per-view. Carter walked in as the EWO champion. and I'm late, but never. Yeah, no, nah, we just started. You're good. Yeah, Carter I didn't walked realize. in. It's cool. Carter walked in champ. Luckily, did not walk out champ, as I hoped, since he won the thing by default anyways. So yeah, uh, I'm Ben 12 Pac, also known as, and then we got uh, the homie Hezzy J joining us. We got the guy, Jordan, and... Apparently they're running. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the new three-time champ, the, <laughs> the nephew of Destruction, Kobe. Kobe's starting to be the EWO's Ric Flair over here. <laughs> Ben, I just only got one question for you. What comes after two? Uh, Me. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess that would be three. Yep, that's all I gotta say. Three times, baby. Man's uh, like Nate, just losing losing the title so we can have one more <laughs> reign to add to the records. But that's a very flair trait. <laughs> we do have a revolution in two weeks, so this reign might not last as long as your last. So. Ooh, you gotta, you're gonna have to revolution that in mind. Yeah, yeah. I always had trouble with the AEW pay AEW pay per views, but we gonna see. Yeah, we gonna see. I honestly did not do as good as I thought I was gonna do at this pay per view <laughs> because I thought I was gonna get a clean sweep. I legit did. I always put. I always put way too much logic into my WWE pay-per-views. I overthink (laughs) everything. I just got to... I think there's been a few times where I've put in logic and done the opposite, and it's worked for me well. So I might have to start doing that. I think I did that with the NXT pay-per-view, and and I didn't do so well on that shit. Wow. All right. Um, Yeah, new champ, and we'll go ahead and get into the Week in Wrestling segment of the show. Um... This past Friday, we had SmackDown, um, which was also in Montreal since they had the chamber the night after. And I don't really like how they're doing that because it's just like it it doesn't feel special. <laughs> like, you know, where they're doing the same thing with Money in the Bank where they have SmackDown in the same arena. And then the night after they have the chamber, it's like, all right, well, I already know what this looks like and y'all do the same flat ass led screen for every pay-per-view so it doesn't feel as eventful so bringing back something to add to a pay-per-view like i don't care put put a fake plastic cage on the stage or something i don't care make it look eventful i don't know anyways yeah uh this was smackdown it started off with a. Shotzi and Natalia taking on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler in a women's tag action. And Ronda basically said, y'all remember that spot that we messed up at Survivor Series where uh, Shotzi was going to give me... Yeah, where Shotzi gave her the DDT on the apron. She was like, all right, bet. Watch this. 
And they did the same move. And this time they actually nailed it. And Rhonda sold the shit out of it because she was like, all right, there we go. Fixed it. And uh, Rousey and Baszler did end up getting the win um, over Shotzi and Natalia. So that was pretty much that. Uh, after this, uh, Bray Wyatt came out there. Um, well, even before that, uh, Hit Row was in the ring. Um, they were in Montreal, so they were rapping and insulting the crowd, talking about the screw job, blah, 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 blah. Same old shtick. And then um, Bray Wyatt shows up, attacks Hit Row, which, you know, rightfully deserved. And then um, says whoever wins between um, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar at the chamber. They better run, basically saying he's got his sights set on whoever wins. And I don't even know what's going to happen now, because if you saw the chamber, that match ended in a DQ dick finish. Oh, I I know what happens now, and it's terrible. So I I don't know. He's like, y'all better run. It's like, all right, well, Bobby Lashley won technically by DQ. Is that who you're going after? But It's almost, it's kind of weird with this entire situation because it's like i think everyone wants to see like bray versus brock but i don't i kind of want to see like how like a bobby bobby lashley and bray white storyline would be yeah i mean it was more important uh bray versus brock or uh brock versus almost yep that that's a thing that's happening on raw that's that we'll get to that but that's it's ridiculous um Back in 2016, they did like tease a feud between Brock and Bray back when Bray had the entire Wyatt family with them. That would have been, you know, the time to pull the trigger, but they didn't for some reason. And Bray that's just, when I wanted. That's when I wanted to see it. Honestly, I don't want to see it now that they pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, they they waited uh, just a little bit too long. Um, after this, uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus fought the Viking Raiders uh, in a pretty good match. Just you know, your classic. Hard-hitting tag match um, with uh, McIntyre and Sheamus getting up the win. Not really a surprise there. And, uh, yeah, pretty decent match. That's really all there is to say about that. Uh, after this, Liv Morgan took on Asuka in a whole, oh, they're in the chamber on Saturday, so they have to fight type thing with a, a bunch of other women from the chamber at ringside with um, Asuka p- picking up the win via submission. And yeah, that was pretty much that. Uh, after this, we had the Intercontinental title match. Uh, Gunther defending against Mad Cat Moss, who we're totally supposed to believe has a chance of winning here. And uh, which I mean, the match wasn't bad. It's it's a Gunther match. Those don't exist. So yes. pretty pretty decent match. I mean. Like they, they they didn't have me at any point thinking Madcap was gonna win because you know he's Madcap Moss and he's fighting Gunther, but still decent, fine match. Um, uh, after this we had Sami Zayn come out, uh, basically doing like his whole a homecoming type segment where he comes out. You know the crowd's obviously going ballistic. He cuts a really good promo, talks about um in the chamber how. He's going to go in there, he's going to do it for Montreal, and everyone's, you know, really behind the baby face, and he even technically says fuck on TV, but it's in French, so they didn't bleep it, because um, he was like, yeah, I love it. He was like, tomorrow night, you're going to be in my fucking hometown, or something like that, 
and um yeah that was that the pretty good show or pretty good uh promo to end the show and then that brings us to rampage um this aired at a different slot because of the uh, nba all-stars game so the ratings were kind of shit but it's fine the show was decent though actually this show was better than dynamite last week which was pretty mid dual not the best dynamite but the rampage honestly made up for it it was a much better show in my opinion uh it started out with the elite taking on top flight and ar fox in a rematch for the world trios championship um your pretty classic uh six-man tag with the high spots and because they had the nba all-stars game on that night they had a basketball uh they were the elite were wearing jerseys and they were doing all sorts of trick shots with the basketball and doing moves air fox swings over the top rope with the ball um they throw the ball into someone's dick in the corner at some point <laughs> even though that wasn't a dq but i i mean i understand why but yeah pretty good match um with uh, the elite retaining uh, after this we had daniel garcia fight ricky starks and also a pretty fine match um classic momentum builder for Ricky Starks obviously going into the feud or the, the, the never ending feud with Chris Jericho so he's just got to fight every member of the JAS just classic stuff God, I sure do love Chris Jericho yeah um yeah Ricky Starks had uh his knee targeted a lot for this match and then uh still even like with the messed up leg and everything runs off the ropes and just spears the hell out of Garcia. So that was pretty good. Um pretty good match as well. Uh after this, Jade Cargill fights Vert Vixen in a TBS open challenge, and she's literally just like recycling opponents at this point because <laughs> I don't know who else they want to go fight Jade. Like so not the slightest clue what she's doing at the pay-per-view. She's not at this point, we're just waiting for Chris Statlander at this point. Yeah. And if she's not, you know, she's not going to pop up and be ready for Revolution, I don't know what Jade's doing because she has nothing going right here at all. And, you know, obviously that's your champion and she's undefeated has been. This is her 53rd straight win, so you're going to want to have her do something at the pay-per-view. But, um... Yeah, she already beat Britt Vixen, who, you know, just kind of a local talent. She's already beaten her before on TV, so I don't know why we're doing this again, but whatever. Uh, that brings us to the main event, which was uh, Dustin Rhodes taking on Swerve Strickland. Um, and a pretty good, you know, blood feud. It's a classic, oh, Swerve, make fun of my dad. Now I have to kill him. Um, with uh, Which was a pretty good match. Dustin Rhodes got busted open, you know, the hard way as they do. That man was bleeding everywhere. Classic I mean, AEW. It's, it's almost. I mean, of course, it's Dustin Rhodes. He's gonna. He's yeah. Gonna <laughs> so many old, well, old wrestlers and mocks that you know love bleeding. Um. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes got cut open, and uh, they had a pretty good match. They were about to do. I don't. Know, I'm trying to. I think they were about to do the thing with the stomp and the cinder block again. And Keith Lee comes out, and he they have a shot where they're looking at um, Swerve and Parker Boudreaux, and then Keith Lee rises up behind him, and he's attacked. And also, Keith Lee's hair is gray, which a bunch of people were hating on. 
I don't know why that matters, but anyways. He's old. Um, yeah, he's old. Um, and also, the I, I found out, they mentioned this, one of the henchmen of Swerve, his name is Trench. Just, just wanted to point that out. The one with the tattoos all over his face. Oh, that sounds like a... That's his name? Yes. That sounds like a... um. What's freaking... What was that um, tag team with like Ali and T-Bar and Mace? Sounds like one of them. Retribution? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a retribution nickname. Yeah. Trench. <laughs> Low-key, Ben, we got to see Trench versus Trent Beretta now. Or if you just go by Trent. Battle of the T-R-E. <laughs> um, we got to see Trent. No, we got to see Hook versus Trench for the name of objects. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Keith Lee ends up making the save, and now Keith Lee and Dustin are friends or something. I don't know. But that brings us to Raw. Yay. Um, obviously, the show after the Chamber, so a lot of that fallouts plays into the show a good bit, um, which would make sense because they open up the show with Sami Zayn, and even though they're not in Montreal, they're still in Ottawa, I think, in Canada. So, you know, they're still going to cheer the hell out of Sami Zayn. So he comes out, cuts a promo, talks about how he's, um, about how he's sad, you know, he didn't win and stuff like that. And then, uh, um, yeah, he, he's, he's talking. Uh, he calls out Kevin Owens since you know he saved him at the pay per view. He wants him to come out, and they can take down the bloodline together because they're friends and whatever. And they've always been enemies, but now they're friends and stuff. And Kevin Owens, I love that his gimmick is that he has a brain <laughs> and remembers stuff, uses logic, which obviously is very rare in wrestling. So that's nice to see because he just comes out and he's like, "Uh, no." <laughs> we're not friends. I just saved you because I don't want your family to see you die. He's like, I didn't forget what you did at the Rumble. Blah, 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 blah. And it was pretty good. And so, yeah, he's like, this is a slow burn. We're not getting the Sammy and Kevin Owens reunion that easy, that quickly. Yeah, so, and I love and I, that's one of the main reasons I love this segment because everybody thought that after the Chamber when Kevin Owens came out and saved them, oh, we're going to get them teaming up. On the uh on the raw after, and Kevin Owens basically said, "Nah, I didn't forget what you did at War Games. I didn't forget what you did at the Rumble. I'm like, I'm not gonna team with you." In the last line, he said, "Put the icing on the cake." He said, "Why don't you go? If you want to take down the Bloodline, just go get Jay Uso." And yeah. that and that hit for real. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, um, he's like, "Yeah, just just go ask your buddy Jay." Basically, like, yeah, how about? How about you go fuck with some other bitches, all right? Which is pretty funny. Um, And yeah, pretty good opener. With you know, it's funny because obviously they're in Canada. Both of them are getting great reception, so that's probably added into why people thought they were going to do it. But yeah, we're going to have to wait on that one a little bit more. Um, After this, we had uh, Mustafa Ali taking on Dolph Ziggler. They're having their weird tag team positive guy versus like Dolph Ziggler's like oh you need to be more positive and uh fight all leagues he's like oh you're talented you you gotta 
have more drive and blah 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 blah. And uh, Mr. Folly is just basically being very uh, condescending. And yeah, they have a they they do a little wrestle, which I wish would have gotten much more time because they're both really talented wrestlers that I thought could get uh really put on a good match, but still, uh, it was fine for the time that they did have with um. Uh, Dolph Ziggler going for the Famouser, Ali turning it into a handstand, then does a crucifix um, pin on Ziggler to get a quick one, two, three, and then Ali's like, "I won, I won, I won!" Just goes around celebrating how you know how he's being positive. He talks to the fans, he's high fiving everyone. So if they do this whole overly positive Mustafa Ali gimmick, if he does, you know. If he has something, I think he'll he'll do something, do some good stuff with it. I saw some people uh, draw comparisons to the Bolive type gimmick, so <laughs> if there's something like that, um, I think it'd be really funny to see. But yeah, Ali getting the win there, and interesting to see where he'll go with that old gimmick. Uh, after this, um, Cody Rhodes comes to the ring. He's gonna cut his promo. And then is interrupted by uh, Paul Heyman in a neck brace. Um, he's on the Titan Tron, not in the ring, even though he says he's just backstage. He he's, you know has the neck brace because he's selling the stunner uh, that he took from Kevin Owens at the chamber. Uh, he's talking to Cody about. Um, he's like, "Oh, Cody, why would you want to be champion? You you know the tribal chief has the special counsel, so." He doesn't have to show up to every single Raw, every single SmackDown, every media appearance, whatever, and he's calculating, you know, you'll probably be be busy 300 days out of the year with all the stuff and all the weight of being champion. And just, you know, trying to get in the head of Cody Rhodes on why he wants the belt, etc. And um, ends up bringing... First need to understand, in kayfabe, more bills equals more money. Yeah. Why would I not? Yeah, and he, you know, eventually does the classic, bringing up his family into it, uh, brings Dusty into it, and um, he's like, "Oh, um, I'm." You probably think that I'm gonna do some classic thing of um saying, "Oh, well, you know, you're out being so busy touring the world, being champion. You know, maybe on some cold winter night, Roman Reigns pulls up to your wife's house or something." He's like, "I would never say that. I would never say that. Roman Reigns is a happily married man." But I'm not, and I'm like, uh, all right, that's a little sus, but anyways, um, yeah, basically just uh, building up this feud even more. Um, and obviously, this whole time that we've been seeing the build to this feud between Cody and Roman, it's only been Cody and Paul Heyman going back and forth. So, when they do get Roman out there to go one on one, I think they'll definitely be able to create some. Some good, you know, build up to the pig review because they're obviously both very capable on the mic and stuff. But until that, so. no, you're good. I was just gonna say, until that comes, these promos have been great so far. I was pretty much just gonna say, I hope so because even Cody said, like in the promo after Paul stopped talking, he said, Roman, don't send him again. Like, yeah. like, see me face to face it so we can, like, pretty much build this matchup. And also a quick thing, a lot of people were mad about Sammy losing that match. I think WWE did the right thing in sticking with Cody because a lot of people keep saying, oh, they should have did it uh, at the Chamber in Montreal. You'll never get a bigger moment than that. 
the one question I got to ask all these fans and all these bloggers is, what do you do after he loses the title and Sammy wins it? Because you're still in a bind here, and a triple threat match doesn't help. But that's that's all I had to say. Yeah, and um, it's not like Sammy has nothing going into WrestleMania. Obviously, he still has plenty to work with, with the story with Kevin Owens, with Jey Uso. And the rest of the bloodline, you know, he can feud with, you know, Jimmy and Solo, whoever else. Like, he still he still has plenty to work with going into Mania. So I don't think he's left, you know, out in the cold, so to speak. Also, I forgot to mention this, but he had a, a match with uh, Baron Corbin after his promo. In which uh, Baron Corbin jumped him after he had his promo. And then uh, they had a little match. And, of course, uh, Baron Corbin lost, in, like, pretty quickly. So... I guess they're going to continue Baron Corbin being down bad and we'll see where that goes. But yeah, that was that. Um, but after the promo with, uh, Heyman and Cody, we got, uh, Oscar taking on Nikki cross and, uh, pretty just pointless match. Um, which, you know, was fine. It was, it was a decent match, but just a momentum builder for Oscar since she's now going to face Bianca at uh, mania. And they had a little bit of a stare down too, so I'm definitely looking forward to that match. Uh, and then that took us backstage. Uh, Seth Rollins is talking to uh, Kathy Kelly. He's trying to find Logan Paul, and then uh, she runs into the Miz, the Miz, uh, or the Miz and Maurice. Maurice hands him some anniversary present envelope thing, and she's like, "Oh!" And Miz is like, "Oh my god, this is the biggest thing ever. This is awesome. It's huge." And he's like, "And." I'm going to reveal what this is next week on Miz TV. So it'll probably not be anything worth the build that they're building it to, but I guess we'll see next week, whatever that is. And then that led us to uh, his match with Seth Rollins, which was just fine. It was a decent, pretty good match um, with obviously the Miz losing because Seth, you know, just lost in the chamber. He's got to get, uh, that momentum going back. Obviously, he's going to go into his feud with Logan Paul. And, you know, The Miz, quote-unquote, was Logan Paul's protege. So they're going with that. So, yeah, that that was a pretty decent match with uh, Seth Rollins, obviously, picking up the win. Uh, after this, we had Chad Gable taking on Bronson Reed, um, and which was fine. I've enjoyed all of Bronson Reed's matches since he's been back, honestly. He, he works really well. A lot of the smaller guys, and I know I've said this before, but and even with someone like Chad Gable, it's really cool. And also Chad, Chad Gable being able to like you know deadlift Bronson for the German is also hell impressive because that man is like like I don't think Chad Gable gets a lot of credit. That man is freakishly strong. Obviously not with his freaking two K rating. Yeah, <laughs> silver medalist in the Olympics. Yeah, God, Raw's long because we're not done. Uh, <laughs> I feel thing. like I've been here all day. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like <laughs> I went through like SmackDown and Rampage so quick, and I've been on Raw forever. Uh, but at least it's, the show was decent. Uh, this took us to the main event, which was Austin Theory defending the United States Championship against Edge. Obviously, they're still in Canada. Edge very much has the home crowd advantage. They're not anywhere near Toronto, but I feel like if you're from Canada, everyone in Canada loves you which True. is very much not 
like the United States. So no Canadians. Nope. Um, for loving everyone. But yeah, uh, this is a pretty good, pretty good match, honestly. A uh, really good way to show out, uh, to close out the show. Uh, Edge looked really good as well here, um, fighting off uh, someone like Austin Theory. You know, a younger talent sh- showing that Edge can still go with the younger guys. Really showed uh, his longevity, how he can adapt, stuff like that. And um, yeah, the match was going pretty well. They got a decent amount of time, and. Um, at the end, Finn Balor comes out. He interferes. I think he hits uh, Edge with like a enziguri on the rope, and then um, Edge uh, gets hit with Eight Town down. Uh, Austin Theory retains, and also this is the first time I saw someone point out this is the first time Edge has been pinned since like all the way back with his feud with Seth Rollins back mm. in 2021. So definitely a good, decent amount of time. Um, for from his last pinfall loss and um austin theory retains and then finn balor hits like three coup de grace on uh i was on like edge. jesus bro three i'm like i could understand one he hit I, he hit three of them jesus yeah and um I, th- I think they're still gonna go with the whole hell in a cell match at wrestlemania or at least something like that with you know maybe mm-hmm. brute edge versus demon finn or something like that and yeah. if if we want to believe Finn is gonna win in that match, I don't know why they made Edge lose at the at the Rumble or not the Rumble the Chamber because I thought that was kind of weird um, with him getting the win. And then this feud still continuing like this has literally been going on almost a year at this point. We're we're getting close to that mark. So pretty much. Yeah. It's been going on a hot minute with I feel like the amount of wins and losses don't matter. They're just like trading. No, no not at all. Point. Which, again, this is WWE. We, <laughs> stuff like that does not count. But yeah, anyways, this is a pretty good match. Pretty good way to end the show. And yeah, that was Raw. Finally done. Cool. Uh, that brings us to NXT. Um, there's trying to build the card to uh I think the next pay-per-view is called Roadblock, I believe. I'm not sure if that's a premium live event or if it's just an NXT special that they do on uh their normal slot on Tuesdays. I think it might. I think it might. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. I feel like I would have heard of it. Because I know they do have, you know, stand and deliver, which yeah. is a premium live event and they do have that. Um but yeah. Uh, they opened uh, the show tonight with uh, Ilya Dragunov uh, having his first match back in like a good minute, like four months or so, taking on a uh, Trick Williams. And honestly, I mean, Trick Williams is like a really fine wrestler himself. He's he's not. I feel like I mean, it's kind of it almost. I don't want to say it hurts him being next to Carmelo because like Carmelo Hayes is obviously so talented. But Trick Williams is a pretty capable wrestler himself, and I think he really showed that in this match as well, kind of having a coming-out match for him, kind of like, I don't want to... It's, I, mean, I mean, I don't think that's fair to compare, like, the Street Profits, but, you know, Trick Williams uh, is that's exactly what I That's exactly what I, I was about to say. It's kind of like with the Street Profits, with Montez getting a lot of the shine, and Angelo kind of not getting the shine, but he, he he's a good wrestler himself. So Yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to say. 
I think they definitely showed it in this match. They got a decent amount of time, and the match was, you know, really kept me invested the whole time. So shout out Trick Williams for putting in a, a really good uh, performance here with, uh, you know, Dragunov getting the win. And um, after the match, this had uh, Jamie McDonough come out to uh, stare down um, Ilya Dragunov. I think uh, he was actually on commentary. Uh, J.D. McDonough was for this match, so they're definitely going to build to that feud, which, you know, their feud was really good in NXT UK, so I'm definitely looking forward to them continuing that. Um, After this, uh, Carmelo Hayes is backstage. He's congratulating uh, Trick Williams on his performance, and then uh, Tyler Bate comes out, uh, and then him and Carmelo both, you know, got their eyes set on the NXT Championship, so... Carmelo Hayes versus Tyler Bate next week. That's going to go hard. Looking oh. forward to that. Um, after this, we had um, Chase U taking on the Dyad. And before that, we had Tyler Bate actually come out to the crowd, talking to the NXT universe. You know, um, he's starting his journey. He's ready to go, you know, to start his journey getting to the NXT championship. And uh, then the the schism comes out, Joe Gacy and the fellas. And uh, they they do, all of them get up on the ropes like they're about to attack uh, Tyler Bate with the Chase U making the save, I guess, for some reason. And then that led to, uh, like I mentioned, the Dyad taking on Chase U and tag action, um, which is also pretty good. Uh, pretty good, decent tag match. First tag match of the show. Um, with the story actually going here, there's sort of some dissension between um, two cuts and an Andre Chase uh, Chase U because uh, Thea Hale's there and she's still weirded out and upset because she got abducted by um, by the schism. And then uh, Vic Joseph was talking on commentary about Booker. He's like, "Oh, how how did you feel when uh, Charmel got kidnapped by the Boogeyman and that man just like had instant PTSD?" <laughs> just really, he was like, "Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. We're we're still we're still working through that." It was, which was really funny. Um, but yeah, uh, the dyad ended up getting the win here with uh, that sort of dissension um, going through between Chase U. Uh, after this, we had J.C. Jane take on Indy Hartwell. Ah, oh, look who it is—the run-in himself. We got former champ Carter just. Yeah, running the show, living up to the name. Hey, I'm so sorry. I just got up. I, I was a little hungover. That's why I said one. <laughs> nah, I was like, one. <laughs> Man, which slumped. Bro, it's your boy. It's Mr. EWR himself. Mm-hmm. Former champ, no longer champ. Hey, it's okay. I hey, had it's a a that's, that's why he was hungover. He was drinking his problems away. <laughs> he was John Jones in the issue. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Hmm? Your left go? No, the reference John Jones. <laughs> who, who is the new champ? Kobe. Him, your boy. Yes. God damn it! Somebody <laughs> nerfed this nigga. <laughs> Fucking John Cena. Yeah, no, I was saying he's he's Ric Flair because he's. Keeps getting the title, losing it. Getting basically, it basically, at this fucking point, uh, does this nigga have creative control? Is, uh, is Ray number three, I believe. Three. Yeah. Three time champ. But yeah. As we can keep 
keep getting going on with NXT. You got anything you want to add, Carter? Um, Brock Lesnar versus Armas at WrestleMania sounds like a hell of a match. Oh yeah, I, that was on Raw. I didn't. Even, <laughs> I skipped. It wasn't that. even worth bringing up. It wasn't yeah, worth nah. bringing up. <laughs> yeah, next week, uh, MVP and Omos challenged Brock Lesnar on Raw this past week, and next week. They're trying to see if if Lesnar is going to show up and accept the challenge. So you know, Omar when I heard MVP, Brock. I'm sorry, my bad. When I heard MVP say that shit, I'm like, there's no way he thinks we give a fuck about watching that match next week. I hope Brock Lesnar says no and just goes back to Canada. Literally, yeah. after the segment. Yeah, or he goes back. I mean, I, I would. There's no way that Bobby Lashley's feud over. Surely they'll have like a, a no DQ match or something. Yep. Maybe not even at Mania, just before then, something. But, um, you know, Omos versus Brock, that ain't it. There's been some rumors that Vince McMahon has weaseled his way into creative control again. And oh, if y'all, if y'all no. give us, if y'all give us <laughs> Omos versus Brock, that is like, that is Vince McMahon waving his high I'm back flag at us. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. What is more Vince McMahon? Omos winning or Brock winning? Omos winning. Yeah, Omos, whatever. No. The answer is a fucking bullshit DQ. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You mean oh. like what we just saw? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're gonna have MVP just start attacking Brock Lesnar, and they just beat the shit out of Brock. And but what happened to wasn't Bray Wyatt supposed to feud with whoever won the match? Yeah, that's what I said. He challenged whoever won on SmackDown, and then it's like, okay, <laughs> what are we doing now? Almost, so, uh, nah, nah. It's it'll be really Vince McMahon if almost fucks someone's wife. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. <laughs> Man makes up the stable. All right. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Because, like I said, it, it, it's very Vince if he gets his Omos versus Brock. Because even Trips has to know we don't want this shit. He, he got to know we don't want want to see that shit at all, bro. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Oh, who do you want to see Omos fight? Like, literally. No, no one. Go away. The Andre, exactly. Andre the Giant Battle Royal. There you go. Thank you. Shut the fuck up. This is why you Brock lost. Lesnar versus Shanky in the main event of wrestling. Who? Who? Who the who asked? Who oh and me actually. I regret it. I regret asking. I wanna see it. Shanky deserves it. Shanky should have won the rumble. Shanky, we don't want Shank Lesnar, bro. We don't want this. Yes, I do. I don't care what you no, want. I'll take good money. Shank Lesnar. What? Shanky. That's a fucking awful. I'd be surprised when Shanky is the undisputed Universal United States Intercontinental Raw Women's SmackDown Women's NXT World. I, I, he's gonna be the I ninety five television three sixty five hardcore uh, Iron Heavy Metal Death Match New Japan Pro uh, IWGP. All the promotions, yeah. every every single title in my universe mode. Back to the fucking video games, just to become the champion of champions. Be Triple H at WrestleMania. Yep. Got the new belt. Have we ever had Sheamus versus Brock Lesnar? I don't think we ever had that. I don't think so. I'm not. I don't I think we have. have. No, no, we haven't seen it. I kind of want to see it though. Yeah, that would be. I fire. do now. Yeah. 
there's so many other options than Omos, but Gunther. Who the fuck? What they gonna do with Gunther? Let uh, him some... fucking kill people like he's been doing. <laughs> some people Who think is... they might they might have a triple threat with uh, Sheamus and Drew for the. Yeah, I don't want to see that. You know what? You I got an idea. A triple threat. I'm good on that. I'd rather see the Sheamus Gunther rematch. I don't. I, I like Drew, but I don't. I don't want him near that match unless it's a one on one match. I got an idea. We should do an episode where we book our own WrestleMania. That's gonna be dick. Be we so should do it. Better. It'd be so much better than than what we got. I don't know. I mean, the card you know, is too bad. We, we so should far. put that on our second channel. Actually, we should yeah. put it. We should do it in two K, and then record it and react to it. Yeah. <laughs> I. I the card ain't looking too bad this year so far, but last year I could definitely do better. Definitely, especially uh, with was Pat last McAfee year. versus Vince McMahon. Oh yeah. Oh, and Vince I, won. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess me and Carter saw that and we couldn't believe that shit at all, bro. I was that like, "Ain't no way this nigga finna lose to Vince McMahon," and they could even sell a stunner. Nope. And nigga, the league's fucking knees like, exploded. <laughs> yeah. Poor response again. Omos and WrestleMania ran aside. I, I'm gonna finish up NXT and then Dynamite. We'll, we'll wrap up the week in wrestling. Um, but yeah, going reverting back to NXT, we had JC Jane uh, defeat and well, actually, yeah, defeated Indy Hartwell by disqualification. Hey, we were just talking about Vince McMahon. There you go. We love a DQ finish. Um, before this match could really get too much underway, Chi Chi Dolan just shows up and attacks them. So I guess they're gonna feud at they're they're gonna fight either at Roadblock or Stand and Deliver, continuing the toxic attraction implosion. Hooray. Uh after this, uh Gallus took on Idris Anofe and the Leak Blade. Who cares? Uh they won. No surprise. Uh I think uh, Pretty Deadly came out and attacked them, so I think they're baby faces because they were getting cheered. Pretty loudly, so that's interesting. Which, which is good because they're charismatic, so that'll work. Uh, after this, we had Von Wagner fight Tony D'Angelo. Um, he's still doing his weird thing with Mister Stone, where he's trying to figure out who he is. And this match was just pointless with uh, Tony D'Angelo picking up the win. Oh, rip Von Wagner! Also. After the match, D'Angelo challenged Dijak to a, and I'm reading this right, a jailhouse street fight at Roadblock, which is March 7th. The fuck is a jailhouse street fight? I don't know. I'm assuming many whoever... blank street fights as we've seen, this one is weirdly the one I'm not questioning. I guess whoever loses gets locked up, I guess, because Dijak, he, he, when he comes out, the cage door is open. He likes jail i don't fucking know i don't know but th- th- that's what they're going for i'm interested are at they least. fighting in the uso penitentiary nah, <laughs> that's, is, that's, is, that, is that just ca- dui jail i was gonna say that's just <laughs> okay, county jail right. get off my guy yeah um well the least just... he hasn't had his license suspended for 10 years like jeff hardy did mm, damn yeah by the way i think he's I mean, he's he doesn't have to do jail time, but yeah, he's, his license is gone for 10 years. And, you know, kind of rightfully so. 
All right. That that we we, we got to get off that cuz that's depressing. Um Apple Fire defeated Ivy Nile, who cares? Um and then it took us to the main event, NXT Championship, Braun Breaker defending against Jinder Mahal. Um and the match wasn't terrible. I mean, it's a Jinder Mahal match. It was meh. I'm not even going to say fine. It was just meh, whatever. Not too, and then, not too much on my guy, the modern-day Maharaja. Not too much on Jinder's. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot he was a WWE champion. What a time to be alive. Wait, this man wants fucking everybody under the sun to win a belt, but forgot that Jinder Mahal was the true jobber champion? Hey, 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 hey. Until Shanky Wheel win. Uh, I remember that because this was in 2017. This was when Brock had the Universal title hostage when he would just, you know, not show up. And then Jinder won the WWE title. I was like, all right, bet. And I just didn't watch for like two years. We almost got so, we almost got that at Survivor Series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would have been some. But yeah, Braun Breaker retains uh, in the main event, no surprise. And then um, Grayson Waller took a page out of Shawn Michaels' book where the DX hacked the production truck. He has a thing on the screen where he's on Peacock and he goes and clicks on Stand and Deliver. And yeah, had a I think it's at Roadblock. He's he's going to do a Grayson Waller effect special with Shawn Michaels. So yeah, tenth. The the way they're building this, I don't know if we're gonna get that Shawn Michaels match, but they're definitely making it seem something of the sort's gonna happen. Is nope. interesting to see. I'm not I'm not interested, but we'll we'll see. Uh, that brings us to Dynamite last show. So I feel like I've been doing this forever. Um, opened up with like a fuse. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, uh, opens up with the Auto Atlantic Championship. Orange Cassidy defends against a. Uh, Former best friend Wheeler Yuta, and which was a really good match, actually. Um, which obviously they showed how personal it was. I mean, Yuta spit his gum right on Orange Cassidy's forehead, that was funny. And then Orange Cassidy spit like a loogie right back in that man's face. That shit was so disgusting. And, um, yeah, Cassidy did end up uh getting the win here. They had like they kept going for each other's. Uh, finishing uh, pin attempts, which was really cool, them doing it. And then, um, but eventually, um, Orange Cassidy did, did end up getting the win and retaining in a really good match. I don't think this is going to be over soon because Claudio was out there. He was getting Yuta hyped up, and Yuta just started acting hella heelish, uh, just being hella disrespectful so we'll see how that goes like you know bcc going heel i'm not opposed to that whatsoever um especially i think yuda that would give give him much more to work with uh after this ricky starks comes out for some reason uh yeah it's like some was the most unnecessary shit ever this whole area right here you're about to discuss yeah because uh peter avalon's music plays that man walks out, and then Jericho's there. He He's wearing this spiky jacket. He hits the Judas effect on Peter Avalon. He's dead. Um, and then he comes to the ring, and Jericho's biggest weakness is a reverse psychology. 
because he, he falls victim to that a lot in AEW as a stupid, dumb heel. Because Ricky yep. Starks, you know, got him. He's convinced him to fight him at Revolution. Everyone's banned from ringside, and he got him to sign the contract. He did the whole click with the pin uh, throwback to the list of Jericho. Yeah. Um, I don't care about this feud. It should end I, a long time ago. Let's just wrap it up. Yeah, I hope so. But I still don't get Ricky. You beat him already. Why do you mm-hmm. want another match with him? It's, it feels like their roles should be reversed in this yes. whole thing. Definitely. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, better be done at Revolution. You know, JAS feuds tend to go way longer than they should. That BCC feud. Oh my God, that shit went forever. So let's please wrap it up at Revolution. I feel like it's just kind of the AEW thing to just always be having fucking um like a thousand years for all of their fucking like things are deemed this is the big one. This is our big feud. I feel like it takes forever. Yep. Um yeah, that that took us to the next match. We had the acclaimed fighting uh, Big Bill and Lee Moriarty of the firm. Um, Max Caster had a really good rep. Um, he said Lee Moriarty's t- Tiger style, but his mom likes it doggy style. And then he said something about being in Phoenix. Stokely has a cast because he's always touching his penis. And then uh, said that uh, Big Bill is SAWFT. So. Yeah, throw back to that. Um, and the match was just kind of meh and felt unnecessary, um, which is very common for AEW these oh, days. Wait, I just remembered. I brought up the fact that, uh, well, actually, you brought up the fact that the acclaimed said, like, fuck that. We're just going to use her rematch clause. Yeah, they, they, they're in the four way for the tag titles at Revolution. I, I like that. It's a pretty it's a pretty unique way of going about that. It's like why would I give myself a rematch and disadvantage myself beforehand to win the belt when I can simply just get all my shit together early and then with no risk put myself in the main event uh, and get and to have my belt back. Like I feel like that's a I've never seen that. That's a great way of going about it. Well, I guess Seth Rollins did it, but he did it the night of. Yeah, just putting themselves in the match because we have rematch clauses apparently now, which, I mean, yeah. at least it makes sense. Um, the right, guns right. were, on the ramp, were on the ramp here talking. And, yeah. Uh, Man, what? Man, what? It's me, Mr. So sorry. Uh, I know I joined late, but I got a meeting I got to go to it, too. So I got to give my right. rest of the week. Yeah, he has to run in somewhere else. My wrestler of the week is Willa Yuta. All right. I, I, lo- I love that guy. Um, but fair. I love you guys, too. You guys be safe. Um, yeah. Congrats, Kobe. You bitch. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, too. <laughs> Man, he's got to come in and roast everyone and then say you think it's from JF. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, the next match, Sky Blue versus Soraya. Uh, Sky Blue's back hurt because uh, Soraya is mid as fuck being back in the ring. She ain't done nothing special. and But at least she had the PTO back. That's a cool submission, at least. It really is. She tried the page turner and fucked it up. So there's that. Um, 
still a little sloppy. So, also, um, triple threat uh, revolution. Soraya's in. I'm assuming the the original plan was her to fight Jamie one on one, and they saw that the fans did not want that shit. I don't want that shit. Fuck off. Like I said, we had Jamie versus Soraya. You're literally taking your best women's wrestler versus the worst on your roster. Great. So they were like, eh, we'll chuck in Ruby Soho in for shits and giggles. They're happy now. Basically what Sony's saying. Yeah. Um, that that if if Soraya like wins by pinning Ruby or something, I'm a I'm I'm gonna lose my shit. Also, she spray painted a green L on sky blue because Yeah. They can't find a better color fucking spray paint. Yeah, they, they, they just love DX, such big fans. Um, after this, Brian Danielson's out. Uh, at the ring, uh, he, you know, talks about revolution. He doesn't get too far before he gets interrupted by MJF. MJF comes out, brings up his, um, his engagement, how it ended. How everyone he's ever loved has left him. Trying to add some a sympathetic edge to MJF, which is interesting. We'll we'll see because they love to add an edge to care to. A change of character to MJF, and every single time they do that, they just revert back to the same old dickhead. So we'll see where this goes. Um, he said uh, he had one line where he said Brian Danielson has had the biggest history of like, you know, he he's uh, I forget what the exact quote was, but he said Brian Danielson has had the biggest history of like brain trauma and brain injuries related like injuries. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. But anyways, um, yeah, he, he, he got into the ring. He, he talked to Brian's kids, which was weird. And he gets into the ring. He says, um, I'm going to give you a present early onset CTE. And before you can finish, uh, Danielson attacks him and they're fighting. Uh, they empty out the locker room. They got security coming out trying to break it up. Um, and then MJF is like grasping on the Brian Danielson sweater so hard. So I don't know what that shit's made of, but <laughs> shout out to Brian Danielson for affording that. And then they have one shot where they're on the back on the outside. Everyone's still separating and Brian Danielson's running MJF and just elbows the shit out of that man. MJF is just family guy dead on the ground. <laughs> so that, yeah, that, that, that might've looked a little it, shooty. It looks like he fucking killed him. He like ran <laughs> behind him and elbowed him in the fucking brainstem. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm invested in their match revolution even more now. So good on them. Um. Up next, we have the Revolution Tag Team Battle Royale. Um. This is to gain a spot in the four way match at Revolution. Currently, the Champ, the Guns, and the Acclaimed are the only two that have a spot. This is going to get the third spot. Um, and I really expected either Top Flight, Aussie Open, or the Lucha Bros were like the, maybe the only ones I, w- I could have seen winning. <laughs> you thought that. Uh, yeah. But you, were, you and, failed and, and to I, realize that you were in my world. Yeah. And I wanted the Butcher and the Blade or someone, maybe someone different. But yeah, we, we got Shay Lethal and Chef Jarrett won. Um, they. They drug the ending out forever with them beating down on Trent. 
and Trent sends out Jay Lethal. And uh, then Jeff Jarrett hits the stroke, sends Trent out. So, yeah. They beat um, the hell out of Trent for so long. Yeah. It and it got really close. Like, Trent really did nearly come back. Yeah, no, they definitely had me. I, I thought he was going to win because the best friends are cool. I mean, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, they all just had a tag title shot. Same with the guns in the acclaimed. All three of these fuckers have been feuding for months now. I th- I, nice change of pace would have been nice, but I mean, we still got the spot next week, I guess. Who else have the acclaimed been feuding with? We're going to put the varsity or the varsity athletes, um, Josh Woods and Tony Nese in there, because, you know, anyone they, they feuded with, that's who we're shoving in, apparently. Um, that led us to uh, Tony Khan's big announcement, which uh, was an announcement of a new show called AEW All Access. It's going to come on after Dynamite on TBS starting in March. Um, so I hope that means Power Slap is canceled, because fuck that. Um, and fuck Dana White. Um, but yeah, they... It, uh, Adam Cole was also there. He announced, you know, the same show that All Access is going to debut. He's going to be there. He's going to make his in-ring return, which I'm looking forward to. They didn't, like, provide too much information on the show, other than just said it's a behind-the-scenes documentary thing. And It's pretty... It, it feels exactly like... You remember how, um... How in the beginning of AEW and Cody Rhodes had his reality TV show, it would show behind the scenes shit like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like that. They say it's a documentary style, so it's pretty much going to be like, how did you feel when you lost your title? Well, you know, they told me uh, that today I was going to have this match. and I, I feel like it's going to be a dramatization of what's happening in the back. Like kind of like a, a, a cross section between like more reality TV. And uh, WWE's like show, small talking smack. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Lie. Little... I'm not gonna watch that shit. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna watch it either. But I that's what I think. If it's anything like TNA reaction was, I might watch it. We'll see. I don't even know that one. Google it. Trust me. T- that used to, it used to always come on at the TNA. It's kind of like what you're talking about now, but it was way funnier and entertaining. But yeah, just Google that. But I might watch it, but I was kind of disappointed by this. I yeah, because they've been building up. If it's I was hoping huge, it was game and pro. If it's a huge announcement, you should have said that shit at the start of the show because they kept my ass waiting yeah. the entire fucking show. And I'm like, all right, if you're, you're making me wait this long. It's got to be something important. And as soon as they showed Tony Khan backstage rather than like in the arena, I'm like, oh, it's not going to be as big as I think it is. <laughs> Um and yeah, yeah that that's what we got. Uh, and, but I mean I am looking forward to Adam Cole's return. Um, but that brings us to the main event. Uh, John Moxley's taking on Evil Uno, and like I feel like this finally got you know some respect on Evil Uno's name because that man can go. They only got like seven minutes, but that was a hell of a seven minutes. It like, sure didn't feel like seven minutes. It, it yeah. like that. It felt like it lasted forever. Evil Uno pulled his dick out up out of his pants. Um, not he, I'm saying this like, like he, he, sure he was a man. Yeah, uh, he didn't actually pull out his penis, but um, yeah, man he, stirred he, the pot. Yeah, he he fought John Moxley. 
and was going head to head in a really good match. And um, Luno ends up getting cut and pretty deep because John Moxley has this man in the bulldog choke and he is squeezing so hard on Evil Uno's neck. That man oh. uh, profusely just squirting blood out of his I'm head. I'm a fucking deathmatch guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm in my room. This man's fucking shooting like water gunning blood everywhere and I'm getting hype and Ben's like, oh, this is so fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was gross, but it was it was like the badass kind of gross because that shit was just dude. It was like shit out of him. It's like Eddie Guerrero fucking pissing blood when JBL hit him with the chair. It's like it was that bad. It was so much. And this man had a mask on, so you can only imagine what that shit looked like underneath. Oh my god, that shit was probably pooling. Yeah. No, that was gross. He probably looked like that fucking picture of like uh fucking Skelemans, uh the the chairman, La Parka, after he got like his ass beat and his fucking just full of blood. Yeah, that was gross. Also, um John Moxley, you know, picks up the win, and even after that, uh Hangman comes out. Hangman wraps his hand in barbed wire and just starts punching um, John Moxley. And then, of course, John Moxley's like, all right, time to blade bet. And that man had like like the show's about to end. This man must have had 30 seconds to show some blood. So that man must have cut deep because the second they put the camera on that man, that shit is pouring. And I'm like, oh, my God. He had the same thing. Blood was shooting out of him. I could see. I'm like, oh my god, this is a bloody way to end Dynamite. And this was just a one-on-one match. Jesus. <laughs> and it was seven minutes! Yeah, seven minutes of just beating the shit out of everyone with blood squirting everywhere. It's they like, alright. They, they both managed to puncture an artery. Yeah, it, it looked something <laughs> like that. It was bad. Imagine, like, like you're about to tune in to like young Sheldon or whatever's coming on <laughs> next, and you just catch the last minute of Dynamite. Yeah, you see, you see it's like just a fucking <laughs> fat guy covered in blood, and John Moxley's like literally looks like he fucking fell in ketchup. Yeah, just yeah. them squirting blood everywhere. It's like, oh Jesus Christ! All right, uh, all right, turning the TV off. I'm done. <laughs> no, imagine, no, imagine if they saw. Imagine if Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes was on TV instead of at that pay per view. Oh, yeah. oh my! God. That is exactly the reason AEW's game is struggling to get a fucking rating system. Yeah, because there's so much blood. Yeah, I, I mean. want, I want them to just go fucking nuts to the wall. And just give me the blood. Give me what I want. I need the deathmatch wrestling game. I'm hoping they'll like put in maybe put in an option to do it or something. Like the default is not as much blood, and then maybe add yeah, it. In I buy the fucking blood something. DLC. I yeah. pay five extra dollars for <laughs> the, the deathmatch <laughs> DLC. Deathmatch DLC comes with uh, Nick Gage playable in the game. I would fu- if Nick if they had a bonus pre like DLC for Nick Gage, and then they offered Deathmatch Wrestling a GCW stage, and That'd like, and I, man, I would fucking love that shit. Yeah, um, extra blood. Yeah, very bloody end of dynamite. 
a pretty good show, which was a good bounce back from last week's show, which wasn't the best. But either, yeah, they're going in a revolution. Got to build it up. Got got to pick up the pace. So that's exactly what they did here. And um, pretty good show. All right. Um, that's the week in wrestling. It was a good bit of stuff. But, you know, and I'm not... <laughs> we starting up at the beginning of March, they got a Ring of Honor. That's the whole... It's a whole other thing. I gotta see if it's not that important. I might not cover it, but you know, I I, I probably will just start. I don't know. I don't know. I have to figure it out. But yeah, that was the week in wrestling. We can go ahead and get into the wrestlers of the week. Uh, Carter already gave us his, and we'll do that and dip. Um. Uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, I mean. <laughs> put some respect on my man's name he went balls to the wall in that main event gave it everything he got dove on john moxley on the outside did like a front flip and landed right on his ass so and you know probably hit an artery so <laughs> shout out to you yeah. for not being dead that's good <laughs> um oh, yeah uh has he kobe you guys know he all got I was going to say Orange Cassidy for his match against Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. I was going to say that too, but then I chose Uno. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good defense. Uh, Kobe, who you got? Um, I'm going to actually go with Montez Ford for this okay. week. Um, I know we didn't really get into the chamber a lot, but I loved his performance in the chamber match. He did what we kind of expected him uh, to do, but I think he kind his performance is really good. It stood out to me. So I got to go with Montez Ford. Yeah, really good performance. And for a second, I was like, "Oh my god, that man's dead!" When they did the, too. the thing with uh, Seth stomping him, and then Logan Paul came uh, came in, and the second that man showed up, I was like, "All right, it was fake, cool." <laughs> yeah, um, really good uh, picks for wrestlers of the week all around. Um, yeah, this this was uh, EWO this week. Uh, next week we'll have uh, the predictions for Revolution. Because that should be the following Saturday, so Kobe, you're gonna have to clutch onto that belt because you know there's no rest for the weary around here. It's WrestleMania <laughs> season. If you, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you won't, but maybe if someone else uh, wins the belt at the chamber, hey, maybe they can even defend it at uh, Joey Janela Spring Break. <laughs> <You> no, <know? laughs> uh, you know what? I feel like we need a fucking title for that, just because, just for like <laughs> bullshit occasions. We need Charles um one hundred dollar championship to become official. Yep. We can we can have a memorial championship for yeah. Charles. <laughs> In honor of him, defend it on on shit like that, depending on weekly TV. I don't know. It'd it'd be funny. Oh, defend, defend it on like indie pay per views. Yeah. But yeah, that was EWO this week. Um Revolution predictions next week. Um like y'all got one week to get this card together, Tony. I mean, I, maybe they're going less, not huge of a card, because I know they got a sixty-minute Iron Man match. I mean, that takes up a good chunk of the time. Uh, you know, thirty minutes would have been fine. Shit, a whole hour. That's not even you know entrances, promo packages, all that. So that's gonna be something. But yeah, Revolution next week. Predictions are gonna come out for that. So stay tuned for that. But until then. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is EWO. Very savory.